What's up, y'all? So excited to be talking to you about our sponsor for this entire season of Learn Videography, which is Epidemic Sound, showing massive amounts of loves. We appreciate you. We're so excited to be partnered with a company like Epidemic Sound. If you don't know of them, you got to check them out. They have over 30,000 songs that they refresh weekly. They have over 60,000 sound effects that you can choose from and two really affordable plans. They have the commercial plan, which starts at $50 a month, and you can use this music for all of your business projects and never have to worry about any kind of licensing. And then they have the personal plan, which starts at $15 a month and is geared for using your music for your online videos, for your Instagram, Facebook, and so much more. No matter the price range or the type of music you're looking for, Epidemic Sound has your back. If you want to get started today, our listeners get a special deal with Epidemic Sound for two months free. You can get started by checking out our link in bio on Learn Videography Instagram or by checking out the link in our show notes. Show them some love. They're a great resource. They could really help you take your video game to the next level. And for Epidemic, we appreciate you. Thank you. Three, two, one. Break. Presented by Industry Jump. Welcome to Learn Videography, a podcast dedicated to mastering the art and business of becoming a full-time videographer. Hosted by director Kyle Loftus and producer JJ Englert. What's up, guys? This is JJ, the founder of Industry Jump, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Kyle Loftus. What's good? Yes, let's go. We are so excited to be bringing you the first ever podcast through Industry Jump. We launched Industry Jump two years ago, and today we have creators in 50 countries all across the world. We have film crew, videographers, you name it. We have them on the platform, and it's an incredible group and community of just talented creators and filmmakers across the globe. Throughout this first season of our podcast, we're talking about building a videography business, specifically from picking up a camera for the first time to growing a successful videography business that you can build on for years to come. For this first episode, we're going to be talking about picking your path as a videographer, investing in yourself to get started, and how to set up your videography business for success. However, before we get into the episode, I want to hand it over to Kyle to introduce our review system and how you all can receive major prizes throughout this season to jumpstart your careers. Kyle, take it away. What's up, guys? So, so excited to have you all here and to share all our knowledge and teach you guys the ways of learning uh, how to create a career out of videography. But first, I want to introduce our five-star shout-out system. So every week, we're going to be giving one of you lucky listeners a shout-out for leaving us a five-star review. Now, all you have to do to enter is leave a five-star review and send a screenshot to us at our Instagram, at LearnVideography. Now, one lucky winner will be chosen at the end of this season to win the Industry Creator Kit. This is going to include mentorship, free digital assets, job subscriptions, and so much more. We'll be releasing the full package in detail soon, but be sure to enter today for your chance to win and be featured in one of our future episodes. Thanks, Kyle. That is so cool. And, you know, I got to say, I'm so stoked about the video industry right now. I think now more than ever before, creators can pick up a camera and turn the passion into a full-time career. Uh, how long ago did you get started, Kyle? Man, you know, for me, my career really began in 2016, but, you know, I first p- picked up a camera and started filming in 2013. But, you know, I think a big part of the the learning process is taking that time to just 
learn, right? So I think for my first three years, it was really just getting comfortable with the camera, understanding um, all the various settings and the science behind uh, photography and filmmaking, you know, understanding lighting, composition, framing. Uh, that's really where it, where it began for me. And I think in 2016, when I graduated college, uh, I took on a job with the uh, Orlando Magic. And that's really where I started to learn uh, how to be a videographer, how to edit, how to work with clients and all those good details. That's awesome. I, uh, I went to film school out in Chapman. Um, I graduated, I don't even know, 2015, I think, uh, for a creative producing major. So I took the business route of it all. And I think two years out of film school, I had already built a production company to uh, over two to 300,000 in revenue each year. And so I really understand the business side of it, the legal side, the bookkeeping, all that kind of stuff. And so I'm so excited to be collaborating with you from the business and the creative side to really put this videography business together for all of our listeners. Uh, and kind of like I was saying earlier, I think now is the best time to get started. You know, every business, every artist, everyone out there needs media today. They need videos for every part of their online marketing. And since they need so much media, the budgets for each videos are going down. And so they're really turning to these videographers to build out all of the media for all of the marketing assets everywhere. And so at Industry Jump, we're just so excited to be supporting videographers and to be teaching this course to help you all learn how to build your videography career so you can also go out there and service everyone that needs these videos, but also, you know, stick with your passion and make your dreams come right, true right. by making a career out of doing something you really love, you know, but, you know, I think you can relate with me here, Kyle. It's, you got to set your expectations oh, yeah. going into it. It's, this is a grind, you know, like it's taken us years to get to where we are. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And first, I just want to I want to piggyback off that a little bit. You know, I mean, I think, as you mentioned, you know, now there's there's not a better time uh, where you have you have more access um, to information and to gear than ever before. Everything is becoming so much more affordable and accessible. Now you can go onto YouTube or you can use Skillshare or all these other different platforms to learn and grow. And Industry Jump is an incredible platform to do the same. And so I think now is is the best time to really invest in yourself. Building on top of that, um, you know, I'm, obviously right now with the pandemic isn't necessarily the best time globally, but it's an incredible time to really invest in yourself. You know, everyone has more free time now than ever. And so what you can do with that free time is really hone in and, and learn your craft. But as you mentioned, JJ, you know, you really have to set your expectations, you know, right when you you take that first step out the door. I think part of the issue with today in modern times, you know, is everyone wants that that instant gratification, right? We want to have that instantaneous success and fame and notoriety, but it's just not really possible in this field. You know, if you really want to succeed as a videographer, you have to really be willing uh, to put in the time and the effort and be patient with the process. Uh, I know you saw, you know, success fast in those two to three years, but JJ, I'm sure you could you could dive into more detail about the the hustle, the sweat equity, all the hours you had to put in kind of behind closed doors that no one else was really seeing or taking notice of. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, it's not like I graduated school and I showed people my degree and was like, oh, great, let's go make hundreds of thousands of dollars because that is not what happened. You know, it's during school, before school, I was working for free on any set that I could be on. You know, I was yes. working as 
an AD, a PA, uh, you know, an electrician, anything that I could literally do just to be on set to learn from other people and to be a part of that process, I was doing. And I wanted to learn it all because, you know, eventually I knew that I wanted to be a producer or a director. And I think to be a good leader, you need to know all those aspects of video making. Uh, and now as a videographer, you need to know that more than ever because you're shooting, you're directing, you're lighting, you're editing, you're running a business. There's so much that you need to learn as a videographer. And I don't want that to intimidate you because it is a lot, but it's it's something that you can do. And at the end of the day, it's also really creatively satisfying because you are doing so much creatively. And so, you know, sometimes it's a grip or an electrician. It's like, yes, I know this is a technical skill and it's fun being a part of this film, but you're not really expressing your creative chops. And with a videographer, yeah, yeah. You, you get to express so much creatively and you get to work on so many short little videos that you can do and grow from each time. Yeah, definitely. And so I think, you know, with that, it's so it's so important that you're kind of taking the effective time to find and choose the right path for you. You know, I mean, there's again, you're you've got to invest so much time and effort. And I think one area where a lot of people fail as videographers is they're not just a videographer, but they're a photographer and a graphic designer and an artist and um, a motion graphic artist as well. You know, they, they are a, a businessman or businesswoman, yeah. or a yes. marketer, you know, everything, <laughs> everything. And so I think that the issue, and it sounds counterintuitive, but the fact of the matter is, is that no one wants to hire someone that does everything. They want to hire the person that specializes in that one thing. And so if you really want to succeed as a videographer, I think one of the first things you need to do along with setting those expectations is, you need to really commit yourself to that path. Um, because if you really truly want to succeed and make it full time, I think, you know, it, it takes a full time effort. You know, it's it's not like uh, something you can just put in two or three hours here on the side, and you're going to see this huge successful business grow. I mean, it is something you truly have to dedicate all of your time and, and working effort towards. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I couldn't have said it any better. I mean, when you look at videography, we have wedding videography, we have event videography, we have real estate videography, we have music video videography, we have branded content video. There's so many different types. And I think one of the hard things about being a videographer is there's so much competition. And so when someone comes to you uh, for wedding video, they're like, show me just your wedding videos. And if you only have one wedding video and like branded content videos, you're not going to have a competitive advantage to other people that are just specializing in wedding videos and really know how to deliver a cinematic quality video. And so I think in the beginning, like to your point, it's so important just to pick one style and to get really good at that style. And then maybe after 10, 20 videos and making a name for yourself in that style, you can start to branch out and start to look at other videos. Um, but I'm not saying, you know, don't do other videos in the beginning because you need practice doing it all, but it's, you want to have focus. You, you want to have direction and you want to do what makes you happy. That's why you're becoming a videographer is you want to do this for your passion. So, you know, I urge you to sit back, think what kind of things make me really happy. You know, like when I started out, I wanted to become a narrative filmmaker uh, and I started with feature films and that was my long form content that made me really happy as a storyteller. However, I started to quickly get into music videos and at first I loved music videos because I was actually working on some really cool music tracks and I was bringing them to life. 
And I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like we're on set, we're, we're jamming to this music, everyone together. And then we're putting out these dope videos and visuals for this artist. And I thought that was great at, in, in, in the beginning. And so my ask to you is figure out what you want to do, figure out what makes you really happy and also figure out how you can attack that niche as in a specific way to really make you stand out from the crowd. You know, I think yeah. Kyle, while looking at you as like a videography business, like you do so many things so well, but I think one of the things that you really do well is you have a really awesome brand and you work on really awesome, uh, you know, branded content videos and short form advertisements. And I think you've really grown that niche really well. And so now you have a lot of clients coming to you for that. I mean, can you talk a little bit more of how you've put that all together? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so a couple things I want to mention before I dive into that, before I forget, <laughs> um, a couple things. So first and foremost, you know, obviously, if you're just getting started in your career, don't feel intimidated and as though we're telling you like, tomorrow, you have to pick your style and commit yourself wholeheartedly. I'm a wedding videographer. And that's what I do. By, by no means are we saying that. Um, eventually, you do need to really conform yourself to a, a style. But in the beginning, I think it's also really important just to experiment. You know, as JJ, as you mentioned, you know, figuring out sitting down and figuring out what makes you happy. Well, part of that process as a videographer, too, if you, you haven't had full experience in all these different realms, is experimenting, try music videos, try doing a couple weddings, do event coverage, create a short film with a couple friends, figure out what's actually like, what's tickling your juices, what gets you going and, and <laughs> kind of move forward from there. But also keep an open mind that people, people change, right? People evolve. Um, you're going to change what drives you and what you're passionate about now might be different in 10 years. And that's okay. Um, so so understand and, and, and engage in all of that. But you know, in regards to um, kind of developing and building brand, you know, as you mentioned, JJ, I think um, something I've kind of discovered over the past couple of years is that I was doing what we talked about earlier, you know, I was wearing all these different hats, right? I was doing weddings, I was doing music videos, commercials, so many different things. And so there wasn't a really a good way for me to market myself in my my market here in Orlando, because I was, I was a, I was good in all these different fields. But I wasn't the specialist, I wasn't that guy in my market area in any of the particular fields. And so I was never the one that was really attracting all the clients. And so what I started doing is really building in and um, creating more of a portfolio towards the clientele I want to get. And so that's what I really encourage all of you to do. You know, if you are working with a $800 budget, you know, the idea is to gather and work with other people, collaborate and create a project that looks like a $3,000 project. So that way you start appealing and attracting that level of clientele. You have to create the content for the client you want. And so, you know, what I really started doing is working with a lot of people in my area, collaborating, creating a lot of spec ads. Um, for anyone listening who doesn't know what that is, it's essentially um, a fake advertisement that you can utilize to pitch to a company, or you can just utilize as a portfolio piece and a piece to showcase your capabilities as a, whether that be a, a director, um, a overall storyteller, sound design, whatever it may be, um, but utilizing that to win over future clients. So. Uh, a combination of, of, again, kind of attracting the clientele I wanted by creating higher value productions 
um, even though necessarily the budget wasn't built for that, but doing it through a team, creating spec ads. And then the other thing that uh, I want to mention as well is, uh, you know, you don't necessarily have to stop doing these other gigs by any means. So um, weddings is something that uh, I have uh, built for about two to three years. I built a very strong um, uh, word of mouth and market here in Orlando for weddings. And so I no longer market myself for those, but they still come in. And if I have the time and the availability, I love to take them. Why? Because uh, I enjoy weddings and there's a lot of good money in weddings. And so I think, you know, you can still definitely do and take those jobs. But the thing I think to pay attention to is, again, you're building a brand. Um, so if you look at my Instagram or you go to my website or any of my, any of my social channels, anything like that, I'm not pushing or promoting the weddings that I do at all. I don't market those. I don't let people know that I do them because it's not the clientele that I want to service or the clientele I want to attract. So again, all the content I'm creating, I might be doing it for a one and done, a various agency, a brand, but the content that I'm creating and putting out and marketing is for the clientele that I'm trying to attract. Yeah, I love it. You know, and like one last thing I want to say on this topic is um, you said something really smart earlier. It's like figure out what you want to do and start positioning yourself in that direction. You know, and I I learned this lesson the hard way. And so right out of film school, um, I was chasing narrative filmmaking. I wanted to do long form narrative storytelling. And so I was able to get into some feature films. However, most of the projects that came to me were music videos. Uh, and of course, you know, I'm young, hungry, I need money. And so I took as many as I could get. Um, and so I did that for about a year and a half. And at the end of the year and a half, I looked, I was like, my portfolio is all music videos. My contacts, all music videos. Everything I got is all music videos. And I never wanted to build a company for music videos. I always wanted long form narrative. And now a year and a half of work later, yes, I made money. Yes, I got a lot of experience, but all of the last year and a half built me to something or a place that I didn't want to go to. And so it's it's so important that you know where you want to go, you know, because in that situation, I almost had to start over and develop new contacts and new spaces because everything I had was music video related. So know where you want to go, pick your path, pick your style and start making it happen. And you can do it. You, you spec projects. You don't need any kind of budget. Just pick up a camera and start shooting. Yeah. And I think part of part of that process that, that comes along with that, you know, is is beginning the process of investing in yourself. And there's multiple different ways you can kind of think or look at that. Um, but I think some of the most important is, you know, investing in yourself intellectually, and then investing in yourself experience. So intellectually, I mean, you know, invest by looking at potentially um, mentorship programs that might be out there, like some of the ones that are offered by Industry Jump, right? Like you can get a mentorship, you can get a personal mentor, someone who's done it already, they've seen success, and they can literally share with you their, their essentially step-by-step -step process of how they've uh, achieved their level of success. So you can invest in mentorship. Again, there's there's various platforms that you can go to and pay for online that have, um, you know, coaching or essentially tutorial breakdowns. You know, I've got a bunch of free tutorials on my YouTube. There's all that information is available, but it's about you taking the time to really invest in yourself. 
and um, you know, talking on the the uh, the gear side, the, uh, the physical side of things, you know, really taking the time to invest in the right gear and trusting yourself. I think one of the the big things I like to uh, always mention to people is if you're not willing to invest in yourself, how can you expect a client? So it's yeah. you know, how can you expect some client to pay you? Two thousand dollars, three thousand five hundred for some travel video or some clothing brand video commercial you want to do for them, but you're not even willing to invest in yourself. So again, it's like the spec ad. Like if you want to win a three thousand dollar client, create a spec ad that showcases that that value that value prop that you can create high value production for a three thousand dollar client or for a ten thousand dollar client. You have to be willing to take that risk to, to invest that money into that project and you might fail. You know, there is, there is that possibility, but again, it's through these failures and mistakes and through the trial and error that you're really going to uh, learn, grow and, and kind of refine yourself. Yeah. And you know, I think one mistake that you can make when thinking about investing in yourself and starting a new career as a videographer is, Hey, maybe I have $4,000. I'm going to go spend it all on gear. And I don't think oh, that yeah. is the right way, you know, like, <laughs> no. great, you can buy a gear package, but if you have no clients, that gear is just going to be sitting in your closet, you know, like you need to split up your investment, uh, you know, equally. So you can put some into a marketing budget, you can put some into an online website, you can put some into, you know, education and continuing to improve your skills. You can put some into, you know, spec work for, you know, that you then market through a marketing budget. So it, you got to think about it as a holistic point of view of, Hey, I'm starting a business, you know, and what does a good business need? A, a good business needs sales. They need revenue. They need marketing in order to get the sales and revenue. They need word and mouth for, uh, you know, to get more clients. And so it's, it's all about, you know, thinking from a holistic point of view of, Hey, I might have a thousand dollars to start my videography business right now. All right. So what I, what that means is I'm going to spend a hundred dollars to get a portfolio online that I can show and share with everyone that I love. Then I'm going to spend $250 advertising my best video that I've ever made on Instagram to an audience of artists that, you know, would want to get music video service. And then I'm going to take another $500 and make a spec, spec music video that I can, you know, then show of the quality of work that I can do. And then the leftover money, you know, maybe just leave it just for like a buffer if you need, you know, you know, a bookkeeping service or anything like that. It's, you just got to think of how it makes sense to start your videography business. And it's so much more than gear. Gear is really important because in the long run, that gear will pay off and it will be a really good investment. But when you're getting started, don't let gear overwhelm you. You know, I think it's really smart to find other videographers to work with. And, uh, you know, one of the best marketing assets videographers have today is behind the scenes footage. And I love when two yes. videographers work together and say that one videographer A has a music video shoot. So videographer B will come out, shoot all the BTS for that videographer. And then when videographer B has a music video shoot, videographer A comes out and shoots all that BTS and they just work together like that. They can share gear when they need to. You know, it's it's so much about building a team, building a sustainable future for your business going forward. And there's going to be situations where Hey, my number one client just reached out to me and I'm already shooting another video, but I don't want to lose this client. So I want to make like a warm referral to someone else in my network 
So they remember me and I give them value. And so that's when you recommend videographer B and the videographer B does the same thing to you. And so it's not like every man for themselves, you know, think about it from a business, develop relationships and set yourself up for success. And that starts with networking and meeting as many videographers, creators, and people in your segment of, you know, if you're going for music videos, meet artists. If you're going for uh, branded content commercials, start working out, finding ways to get in touch with marketing people, join a co-work space to see if there's small businesses there, you know, find ways to network and set yourself up for success. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a couple of things that I really, really liked that you were mentioning there and that I kind of want to touch on, um, you know, overall, I think I'm really, I'm just really glad you kind of um, auto corrected me there with the gear. So I want to clarify there. I'm definitely, you know, I think we as, as videographers, we're all kind of gearheads. We want the latest and greatest, but I'm glad you kind of stopped us there and reiterated the fact that, you know, I'm not, I'm not by any means saying that you need to go and spend all your money in gear. Uh, I think really what you need to do is get a camera to get you started. But beyond that, you know, I think all of your initial money should be invested in learning uh, intellectually and investing um, all of your time, right? So again, investing yourself isn't just money wise, but time. And so I think most of your time really, as you mentioned, JJ, needs to be focused on networking, relationship building, right? getting connected with people that are doing better and more than you. Those are the people that you're really going to learn from. And again, if you can be an asset to their squad, to their crew, you know, if you can be someone that's very helpful, that makes their life easier, if you can find ways to, to solve their problems, that's going to really benefit you. But, you know, as you mentioned, setting yourself up for success, I think one of the biggest things and one of the best ways to do it is to build relationships. I cannot tell you how much that has drastically changed my career over the past year and a half. I think as as creatives, as videographers, you know, one, we, we, we tend to lean more towards the creative side. Um, we don't want to think about things from a business perspective, although that is arguably more important that we need to be kind of looking at things from um, and paying more attention to. And so I think it's adjusting your mindset to that but you know, it's, it's also, again, that you need to really be focused on building relationships and building a team. Over the past year and a half, I've really focused on developing stronger relationships with the other various filmmakers in my community, as well as the other business owners and, um, yeah, I mean, essentially other business owners, marketers, in the area and, and through going to that going to community events whether that be as you know as mundane as this might sound you know if you go to um your local city hall meeting you know it might sound boring and dull but that's where some of the biggest ceos and executives in your local market and area are going to and you have the opportunity to get connected with them so it, it's going to various events for whether that be business owners or creatives it's getting outside of that turtle shell of yours and communicating, sharing what you want to do, what you can offer and how you can help these other businesses and building those relationships. But again, utilizing um, relationships within your industry, you know, as, as you kind of mentioned, JJ, there's going to be times when you can't cover a shoot or a friend can't cover a shoot. You know, just last week, 
my buddy had a shoot he was supposed to DP for, but he couldn't. And so I got the opportunity to go and shoot for this really cool gun magazine and and film this Navy SEAL officer and uh, a bunch of his uh, co-workers at this uh, private facility where they train people at in Florida. And so that was a great gig, super fun. I got awesome pay. Um, and so again, you know, I wouldn't have ever gotten that opportunity if it wasn't for building these relationships with the other filmmakers in my local market. Yeah, totally. And man, I love the City Hall drop. I mean, I've never heard that before, but it's so smart. So thanks for sharing that. You know, I think another thing with relationship building, it's like you don't have to just assume it's all new relationships. Like the biggest tip that I give to young videographers is explore your existing relationships. So if your dad owns like a couch shop or if your uncle, you know, is a barber, whatever like resources you have at your disposal or your current advantage, leverage those first, you know, and like another example that I always use is I belong to a local gym. I love this gym. You know, I love everything about this gym. I've been going to this gym for a year or two now. And so, you know, two years into the gym, I had a good relationship with everyone that worked at the gym. And I was like, guys, I love what you're doing here. Let me just make you a video. You know, like I love this space and whatnot. And so it's using those relationships of like where you are in your community, interacting with businesses that you work with a lot and just finding ways to make content for them. It adds to your reel. It develops relationships and other people that see that end video don't know that you might have done that for free or at a significant discount. They just know the quality that they that you put out and then you can charge your rate, you know, going further. So it's leveraging your existing relationships and making sure that you're always building new relationships. And I think so much of building relationships really comes down to how you act as a professional and a business owner and every second of the day, you know, like everybody is always looking at you through social media, on set, the work that you deliver. Unfortunately, that's just the society that we live in. And so it's really up to you to hold yourself to a standard that you want your brand to be held to that standard. And so whenever you're on set, be professional. Whenever you're communicating with a client, be professional. Even if it's through text messaging, be professional. You know, it's, you want to be known as a business that people can trust, people can rely on, people can work with, and that you're not going to be making, you know, any crazy statements or that you're doing crazy stuff on set and they don't want, you know, you don't want that kind of stuff. This is a business and you need to be professional every step of the way to really build a big, successful company. And I think that's one of the reasons why I had success with music videos is typically music videos is not a professional set. You know, it, there's crazy stuff happening on the sets of music videos. A lot of stuff that I always try to make sure never happened on my set. And I think a lot of that goes with who you are as a leader, who you are as a business owner to figure out what you want to allow on your sets. You know, a lot of artists come uh, on, on sets and they might bring alcohol, they might bring drugs, they might bring, you know, girls, all this kind of stuff. And it's it's up to you to make those really hard decisions to let people know that you're running a business, you know, and that you need to be professional because if anything was to happen and the cops came or anything, you would be liable. And you don't want to put your business under that level of liability because you're just making a quick video for a few hundred bucks. You don't want a ticket or to, you know, have your business come down because other people aren't following the laws. And so, you know, it goes really, uh, you know, being professional starts with relationship building, but it also continues and finishes with 
just conducting a good business all around and building up a strong brand that people can rely on to build really big projects because that's how you ultimately land really big videos is to have a really strong professional brand and company that people know that they can throw you 10, 15, $30,000 and you're going to make that not only look like a hundred grand, but you're going to white glove the entire experience and it's going to be the best thing ever working with you and your company. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think for me, one of the most important things is is structure and organization. So pre-production is a huge part of my process and how I find or think I, you know, how I feel that my sets uh, succeed and, and are successful and and how they're able to be fun. Right. So I think a big part of having fun and um, enjoying the process is being professional if you're professional and you take things seriously well then you're able to have fun on set because you've taken the proper steps and procedures necessary to make sure your your set runs effective right you've you've hired the right crew you've gotten all the talent you've gotten the props you've coordinated everything effectively you know that your director and dp are on the same page you've got your shot list built out and ready to go you do things professionally then you're able to have fun through the process um, but I want to piggyback off that a little more too, JJ. I'm sure you've had this experience with set, um, being on sets. You know, I think a great way to network and build these relationships is, um, you know, to offer BTS content. Everyone who is running a set, whether they're a producer, director, you know, whoever's commissioning it, um, they're going to want behind the scenes content. So I think that's a great way for you to get an in um, with, a, with someone as a mentor to, to really learn and absorb the information. And what's what's something that's really cool to think about as well is not only are you on set learning and absorbing that day, but when you get home, you have all that BTS content you can review and review again and review again and learn and absorb from as much as you want. But with that, I, I just want to briefly mention, make sure that you are being professional, that you're focused and that you're really giving your full attention to whoever brought you out. You know, I think one of the most discouraging things that that I see sometimes is when I do let people come out to my sets and by no means do I do I feel I'm some big shot but you know when someone comes out or they want to come out on set you know it sounds like it might be helping the director or the producer but in a sense it kind of deters from them a little bit because you know they've got to make sure that you're not getting in the way of anything um that you know it's it's a good and comfortable experience like they've kind of got to almost be watching over you a little bit um and so if you're going to be there or if you're going to offer to come out or help out on set make sure that you're truly coming out and helping you know i have i'll have some people ask to come out on set sometimes and then they'll just be standing around on their phone you know looking around on instagram and then just popping uh popping their phone out and taking a quick instagram story for their own page right so kind of giving themselves clout, but they're not really there to learn and absorb and offer. So I just want to really put that out there that, you know, I think the best way for you to grow and build these relationships and learn as fast as possible is to get on set to absorb the information like a sponge. But if you're going to do that, make sure that you are going there with the right intentions and that you're giving your full and undivided attention to those on set and that you help everyone, right? Like if you're just there to learn and absorb, and you're a production assistant, anyone and everyone that needs help or assistance with something, you should be more than willing to, to lend a hand there. Yeah, and, and two tips off of what you just said. First, if you're on someone else's set and you're helping out, 
don't be caught giving out your business card to anyone on set. You know, oh my you're, gosh, you're, yeah. you're, you're there <laughs> under someone else's company and brand, and you're there to support that person. And by doing that, that's the quickest way that you can cut that relationship with the person that brought you on in the first place. So, you know, if that ever arises, you know, reference the person that brought you on. And if a job comes from it, I'm sure he's going to cut you into it, but it's just the right way to go. So never try to, you know, cut uh, work out from anyone above you or that has brought you onto projects to help you. Uh, that's just a big no-no. And I think another thing that you said that I love is it's BTS video. You, we could talk about this for so long, but I think a pro tip when approaching BTS video is uh, there's going to be two situations. One, someone's asking you to come out to shoot BTS video, but they have no budget. They're asking you to do, do it for free. I think that's still totally worth it because one, you're on set, you're seeing how someone else runs a set. You can learn from that. And then two, you're shooting and practicing your craft, you know, but I think one of the big important things that you need to get from this is if you are doing it for free, make sure that they credit you appropriately once they release that behind the scenes footage on social media channels. And also make sure that they allow you to post, you know, maybe a highlight or a clip on your own channel so you can really start to build your brand that way. You know, I think it would be a disservice if you went out, you shot that video for free, and then they mentioned you nowhere in any of the deliverables. I think that would really hurt your brand and your growth. So when negotiating and talking about free projects, make sure that you can get something on the back end that really allows you to show off your work and to build your brand uh, for going out there for free. Um, and I think it's a little different. If you're going out for a paid gig, you know, then at that point, it's kind of like a work for hire. They own that rights. And uh, I would still try to say, hey, can I get, you know, recognition that I shot this or can I put it on my page? And if they say no, that's understandable as long as the payment makes it worth, you know, the the payoff or the learning makes it worth it. But as a, you know, someone starting out, you need that extra uh, exposure and shooting BTS videos gives you a lot of exclusive content that a lot of people want to see. And if you're able to distribute that content, it brings a lot of new eyeballs and followers to your page that is really beneficial to you. So leverage that in your negotiations with friends of like, hey, uh, sure, I'll shoot for free, but you just got to let me post, you know, one thing on my channel and then credit me wherever else you posted. And I've seen a lot of videographers get a lot of success by doing these tricks. Yeah, it's something I want to briefly mention. It kind of made me think of too, JJ, is just really, I want to overemphasize the need to over communicate on everything, especially if you're kind of creating some kind of partnership with a friend of yours that's also a videographer like you I know you're mentioning you know one guy comes out and shoots BTS for the other guy well you guys really need to make sure that you're having a strong mutually beneficial relationship or you know if it is leaning towards one person or the other that you're at least communicating and talking that through I think one of the big reasons I see a lot of relationships get tarnished or fail whether that be with a business partner or a client is a lack of communication. People fail to communicate the ideas or due dates, whatever it have you, and it ends up tarnishing the relationship. So I just want to quickly throw that in there. I think that's just a really, really important part of the process as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, you're starting, you're running, and you're executing a business. I mean, there's so many like things that go with that. And at the end of the day, the goal is to make money. And, and if two people are both trying to make money, there can be a lot of friction. So it's so important to communicate 
be super transparent about what's going on, especially if they are your business partner. Maybe even get something on uh, paper just to make sure that you two fully understand. Uh, because the last thing you want to do is spend a year, two years building a videography business with a friend. And then after like two years, you guys break out and go your separate ways. And then you kind of have to start over because everything yeah. you did for the last two years was together for that company. And so you just got to think about those kind of things when starting a videography business. And there's so much benefits that come with a partnership, but you got to approach it from a business perspective of clear communication and just having those tough conversations in the beginning to make sure that all the work you put in for the next couple of years or whatever is going to pay off and be worth it. Um, and I think this kind of leads us to a next point, which is under promising and over delivering on all of your projects. You know, you need to make sure that your clients just love your work. And so I think one of the biggest things right now is with videographers, it's like a client comes to you and it's like, Hey, I got $400. And you're like, what can I do with this? You know? And I think the way you need to look at this is how much can I make this $400 look? Can I turn this $400 into a video that looks like $5,000? And am yeah. I going to stoke out this client so much that they're always just going to come to me for a video? They won't even think about anyone else because only I can turn that money, that $400 into a cinematic video. And so you need to have this train of thought in your head for every single client and video that you work on and understand that there may be situations where sometimes this is impossible, you know? And so what I suggest there is to always under promise and then over deliver. And so, you know, if someone comes to you for 400 with a $400 budget, I'd say, listen, you know, this is really tight. You know, this doesn't even really cover the gear for the day, but you know, I think I can make it work in this situation. And we just got to do, you know, like one location, no actors, just you. And we're going to shoot for six hours. And, you know, and that's kind of how you lay it out, clear communication, let them know that you can do it and, and that the video is going to be great. And then do everything in your power to call in favors, to get everyone there to make that video bump. Because one, that's your portfolio piece. And you want to be proud of that. And you want to add that to your work. And if you can do other things to really make that video feel more cinematic and great, then it's so much of a better video that you can add to your portfolio, which will lead to more work. So one, that's great for long-term success. But two, you're also stoking out that current client and making him yes. or her so happy. And that's so important with all videos that you do, you know, and I think it can lead into a, a difficult situation is, uh, well, if I do that for every $400 videos, how am I ever going to get bigger videos? And I think that's really difficult. And that's when you just have clear communication with your client of, hey, you know, I really did you a favor for the last $400 video. I called in so many free favors. This next video, I need a little bit more so I can deliver that same quality, maybe even better. But, you know, so I don't have to call in all these favors again because I don't really have any left or, you know, so it's really positioning yourself for over under promising and over delivering on your current and future projects going forward. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's something I actually um, something you mentioned there towards the end. I actually kind of use often when I get um, businesses. So oftentimes I'll get some businesses that might have, you know, a couple hundred dollar project, but might not really have the budget I'm looking for 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 my work. But it might be a brand that I see a lot of potential in, you know, it's a, it's a new rising brand or maybe the same thing with a music artist. So this kind of goes back to the investing in yourself part. 
So sometimes, you know, it might be an artist that has a, a smaller budget or they might just ha not have the, the budget you're looking for, but it might be someone that you see a lot of potential in. And so at times, you know, I think it's worth taking taking that extra time to invest in that project. You know, although it, it might not have the initial return you're looking for, it can in the long term. And JJ, I know you mentioned that, you know, you can communicate with the client that, hey, you know, I really did a bunch of favors for you on this last video. We need more to the budget. That's actually something I use in the initial contact with the client. So if the budget's not quite there for the project, I'll communicate with them and say, hey, you know, this isn't really the budget I'm looking for. Um, it's going to be really hard to make this happen. However, I really love your brand. I love what you guys are doing. I think we resonate really well together. And so I want to show a sign of commitment towards a building a long-term relationship with you. And so I over, again, I take on the project, even though it's not the budget I'm looking for. And as you mentioned, you know, kind of uh, uh, under promise over deliver. And so I promise to provide them a good product, but I provide them a great product. Another quick tip, um, something that you can easily implement and use is uh, due dates. That's another simple and easy one that I love to utilize to surprise clients. So a lot of times when we're discussing the, the due dates for deliverables, I usually will set something up where I'm promising to deliver them early next week or whatever it is. You know, if it was a shoot three weeks ago, I usually offer to deliver in the early days of the week. But what I'll generally do is deliver it the week before. So again, you know, if I did a shoot on Monday and I was promising to deliver it by the following week um, on Monday, I would deliver it that first week on Friday, you know, give it to them right before the weekend. It's a really nice surprise and delight. They weren't expecting it. They're not only getting the surprise of having the product early, but they're getting a better product as well. And so it's just overall puts them in a huge mood boost. And again, it builds that excitement for continuing that, that prosperous relationship and creating the next project together. Yeah, man, I love it. And one of the things I really love about what you said is when you're searching for new artists or business that you believe in and you want to give them an opportunity. I think that is so important and so smart when it comes to building a videography business. And I think a real life example of this is my good friend, Jacob Owens. You know, he started out long time ago and him and local artists at the time, Futuristic, was just starting out as well. And so those two were good friends and Jake just shot all the videos for Futuristic starting off and Futuristic ended up blowing up and getting tons of views tons of views and Jake's work was tied to every single one of those videos and Jake blew yep. up with him, you know? And so it's, it's so important to find those artists, those companies that you believe in. And even if they don't have money, you know, do it for free. Just make sure that you're a part of that growth and that when they blow up, that you're blowing up with them or you're positioning yourself to succeed when they succeed. And I think that's so important. And that goes back to investing in yourself and it's a really smart way to grow your business. Um, so yeah, hats off to you for bringing 100%. that up. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so let's get into our question of the day, starting with a good friend and fan, Gabe Figueroa. He sent in a question just like any of you all can do for future episodes. Just DM or message us on Learn Videography on Instagram with your question, and we will be sure to get to it in a future episode. But for now, let's get into Gabe's question of the day. Hey there, this is Gabe from Los Angeles. So I am currently a freelancer doing video work with a variety of clients. And now some of my clients are suggesting that I move forward and get an LLC. 
So my bigger question is, uh, when is the best time to do so, to do that transition? Is there a certain amount of money you should be making or is it the level of clients you're working with? What do you suggest um, is the best indicator that it's time to make that transition from freelancer who's self-employed to having an LLC? Gabe, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for all of your support. I think it's a fantastic question of when would it be a good time to start an LLC? I think this is a common question that so many people have when starting a business. And for those of you that don't know, an LLC is a corporate structure that allows you to uh, designate your business as a limited liability corporation, which gives you certain tax benefits and advantages going forward. However, it does cost money and it does uh, take work each year to manage it and whatnot. So Kyle, when did you get started with an LLC and when does it make sense to you? Yeah, JJ, it's great, great question. So I think first and foremost is just looking at yourself and where you're positioned in your career as a videographer right now. So if you are a videographer, but you have a full-time job, now is not the time for you to start your LLC. I believe the time for you to start your LLC is when you can leave your full-time job. So when you start making the same amount of money as your salary at your full-time position, whether that be in corporate or I don't know, wherever, whatever system or industry you're working in, whenever you're, you reach that same level of salary or more, I think that's when you can really make the jump and you know file yourself out as an LLC and make that full-time commitment as a videographer. But leading up to that, you know, I think it's it's safe and it's good to operate as a sole proprietor. Um, again, you know, there are some tax benefits and incentives that you can utilize to your advantage being a sole proprietor. Obviously, you don't have the full advantages of, of an LLC, but at the same time, you know, there is quite a bit of filing and other things you have to kind of do as an LLC that might not want to do if, again, you know, you're just doing a couple videos on the side every other weekend. So, you know, I, I also, again, it, it goes back to kind of um, deciding what path is right for you. So if if you never see yourself as being a full-time videographer, if that isn't your goal, this is something you just want to continue to grow and get better at, well, then I don't I don't know if filing as an LLC is something you uh, will ever need to do. But again, you know, if this is a career you want to make, uh, I believe that as soon as you're able to make that jump and commitment to doing this full time and you're actually making income doing so, not just that you want to make the full time commitment, but that you're actually making income and profit off of this. I think that's the time for you to, to make that jump and, and to really invest in yourself and file as an LLC. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of advantages that come with an LLC, like uh, tax write offs and liability protection and whatnot. And so there are ways for you to get money back by forming an LLC because you could do a lot of write offs. However, know that, you know, in California, an LLC costs a minimum of $800 each year. Plus, you need to submit your taxes uh, in a manner that, you know, is sufficient to uh, submitting for an LLC. So normally that means that you got to work with an accountant or you got to go through some kind of yep. accounting software to submit your taxes you know, to really manage and uphold this LLC the way it needs to be upheld legally. And so, you know, that alone is an additional maybe $2,000 to, you know, pay those taxes each year and also to work with an accountant each year for those LLC uh, requirements. And so you need to be making enough money to make that cost worth it. But it's definitely a great path to take uh, once you are, you know, making, you know, at least $20,000 a year, I'd say. Um, and 
you know, to your point, Kyle, I think more of like once you start making closer to her salary, then it's definitely time to do it because there are a lot of benefits that come with it. And also the liability protection that it gives you is really important. I mean, you work in a video industry where there's so many mistakes that could happen. You know, a light could fall on someone's head and whatnot. And you don't want to be personally liable for that when that happens. And so by forming an LLC, that's where the limited liability comes in. It's It puts that um, you know, fault that liability on the company first. And that's really important for you to manage a safe business going forward. So Gabe, thank you so much for the great question. I think there's a lot of ways to, you know, and when you should start an LLC, if anyone has any questions about this, feel free to, you know, message us or DM us and learn videography on the Instagram channel. And with that, I want to transition to our last segment of the day, which is our hot take, which we're talking about patients today. Kyle, do you want to lead us yes. off there? Yeah. Um, you know, again, as we mentioned earlier, this is this is an incredible industry, um, place where your dreams truly can come to life. Um, and, you know, it, it's going to be so, so rewarding, but you have to understand that it truly takes time and a lot of effort. This is not something that's going to happen overnight it's not a flip a, flip a switch and you suddenly see the results it is going to take time it is baby steps you know it is working your tail off each and every day and really committing to this career because again as we mentioned very almost at the very beginning of the episode you know there are so many different things you have to learn and know to be a videographer and not just on the creative side of understanding cameras and lenses and story and framing and composition and color, et cetera, but also the entire business sphere of it, you know, how to actually market yourself, how to properly organize and structure your business, how to build out systems and processes that are going to optimize your business to function faster and more efficiently. There, there's so much that goes into being and effective and being a great and successful videographer. But you have to understand that to learn and to master the art of doing this as a, as a full-time career, you got to take it day by day and, and fully commit to, to growing and learning every day. But understanding that, you know, again, it, it's not going to happen overnight, that it's going to take time, but you will climb that ladder. Yeah, it's 100% it's possible. You can do it. Just don't think it's going to happen tomorrow. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes meeting a lot of the right people. It takes learning a lot of great, awesome skills that you can use in so many different aspects of life, but it takes patience. So have patience, stick with it, continue chasing your dreams, and you will make it happen. So with that, let's sign off our first episode ever of Learn Videography. Kyle, you're amazing. How can people find out about us going forward? Oh, I would love for you guys to follow us. First and foremost, um, be sure to follow us at Learn Videography on Instagram. You can also follow me personally at Cal Visuals. That's K-A-L Visuals. And you can also follow JJ at JJ Angler. And that is J-J-E-N-G-L-E-R-T. And lastly, be sure to follow us at Industry Jump. That is I-N-D-U-S-T-R-Y-J-U-M-P. Now jump on it and feel free to reach out. We'd absolutely love to hear from you guys and help you along your journey. Um, and be sure to leave us a rating and review. We'd love to get some feedback from you guys. Anything we're missing in the episode, 
more content you'd love to hear. We'd love to hear from you. So be sure to reach out and share your voices. And we look forward to speaking to you guys on the next episode. We talk about what type of videographer you want to be. Hey, let's go. Until then, guys, thanks for tuning in. And this is Learn Videography.